Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Healthcare Highwire. Today we are continuing our discussion on ITSI, the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative, specifically on the ITSI testing methods for foods and liquids. I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming with LCS Health Services Division. Joining me today is Teresa Aguayo-Thomas, Senior Vice President of Menu Operations with Crandall Corporate Dietitians. Welcome, Teresa. Hi, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be back on with you today. So, Teresa, for our audience who have missed our first podcast on ITSI, would you please provide us a quick recap on what ITSI is? Of course. ITSI is a global standard with terminology and definitions to describe texture-modified foods and thickened liquids that are used for individuals with dysphagia. This standardized framework is inclusive for all ages, all care settings, and for all cultures. So simply put, the ITSI framework provides us with best practice guidelines on how to safely provide food and liquids to those with dysphagia. So, Teresa, it is my understanding that one of the main objectives of ITSI cohort was to develop practical and valid measurement techniques for determining classification of food textures and thickened liquids. Can you please provide more insight on this? Yes, of course. But first, let me give a brief background on the ITSI cohort process. For many people, ITSI is fairly new information. However, the ITSI cohort, which consisted of a multidisciplinary international group of researchers and clinicians, was actually developed in 2012. After several years of research, systematic review, and stakeholder consultation, the food and drink levels were defined. Well, this makes sense. So after the food and drink levels and their respective characteristics were determined, The measurement techniques were developed, correct? Yes, that's correct. Now, there is a lot more science and other considerations that influenced the testing methods they developed, but the cohort kept an overarching goal in mind to create valid and practical measurement techniques, which is why we now have food testing methods that use common utensils such as forks and spoons. Oh, well, that is really practical. Would you explain more specifically how these basic utensils are used to conduct the food testing methods? Sure. There is a fork drip test that is used to check the correct thickness and cohesiveness of foods. The spoon tilt test is used to determine the stickiness and the cohesiveness of foods. And we also have the fork or spoon pressure test and that helps to determine how firm or hard the food is. A standard fork is also a useful tool in helping to determine if the food particle sizes are correct for adults level five minced and moist and level six soft and bite-sized. We can also use the gaps between the tines of a fork, which is about one-eighth inch, and the entire width of a fork is approximately one-half inch. It's interesting to note that ITSI also has instruction on how to use chopsticks and even a finger test method, since these tests may be more accessible methods in some countries. 
I think it's great that we can use everyday utensils for testing foods. It certainly simplifies the process when we do not have to purchase and store specialized tools. So in addition to the food consistencies, how will we go about testing the various liquid consistencies? Well, for liquids, the ITSE flow test is used, and that's specifically for liquid levels zero through three. Using a 10 milliliter syringe and a timer, the test is defined by the amount of fluid remaining in the syringe after 10 seconds. On the itsy.org website and on the itsy YouTube channel, there are some great videos and visual instructions on how to perform the flow test. So I have heard there is a specific 10 milliliter syringe that must be used for the itsy flow test. Is that correct? Yes, Michelle. I never knew this before I learned about the ITSY flow test, but did you know that not all 10 milliliter syringes are the same? Wow, I wasn't aware of that. Yes, they may have different barrel dimensions and can actually hold more than 10 milliliters of fluid. The ITSY flow test uses a 10 milliliter slip tip hypodermic syringe. It's important that the barrel of the syringe meets the correct dimensions. Well, that is very good to know. So is there a way to determine this? Yes. A simple way is to use a ruler to measure the length between the 0 and 10 milliliter markers on the barrel. It should be 61.5 millimeters in length. It is difficult to describe this verbally, so of course, ITSY has great visual aids demonstrating this and also information on the correct syringe to purchase on their website. So what are some important factors to consider when testing liquids and foods? Testing for both foods and liquids should be done under the same conditions they are served and consumed at. For example, temperature is an important factor. The texture, consistency, and moistness of a food product can be different right after cooking as compared to food that has been held in a steam table for 15 minutes or even just sitting 15 minutes after service. So I know our listeners would like to know what resources are available to assist with the food and liquid testing methods. Well, ITSI has developed audit sheets, which are excellent quality assurance tools that we can utilize when conducting testing of various food and liquid products. There are audit sheets specific for each food level and one for liquid levels zero through three. These audit sheets are very thorough and identify what the critical tests are. They also distinguish between what tests are preferred but are not critical and they establish testing time intervals to help ensure that the product maintains the necessary texture characteristics throughout the entire service process. Again, I really encourage visiting the itsy.org website, the itsy YouTube channel, and also downloading the itsy app for more information. They all provide excellent visuals to walk you through the testing methods. So that's definite. I, I really agree with those resources. Those are great resources for assisting staff in ensuring that they are serving the correct diet level and consistencies. I also want to share with our listeners that we have a webinar planned called ITSY Food and Liquid Testing Methods coming soon. 
In this webinar, we'll cover how to help and guide staff during the testing process. So plan on tuning in Tuesday, June 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Be sure to watch for the registration invitation and to include dietary staff, dietitians, and your speech-language pathologists. This will be a wonderful training tool. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned the upcoming webinar. It really will help in training staff to watch visual demonstrations. What we all want is a smooth transition to the ITSI framework. And Life Care Services and Crandall are working together to provide education and training for communities that plan to adopt the ITSI framework in their menu program. Thank you so much, Teresa, for joining me today to talk about the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative, or ITSI, and the transition process for the communities. Oh, absolutely. It was my pleasure. And I'm looking forward to sharing more during the June 15th webinar. And of course, we invite you to reach out to Crandall Corporate Dietitians for our expertise in ITSI and to serve as your resource. We're happy to help answer any questions as well. Don't forget to tune in on Tuesday, June 15th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central for our training tools on ITSE testing. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Until next time. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.